Hawk. The punter takes the snap. And then the toss oh, to the end zone for the touchdown to the place kicker, Jason on. Sanders. Come on. Leave it to the Miami Dolphins to come up with the most creative play of 2019. Welcome in, guys. This is the South Lot Football Guys podcast. I'm your host, Evan Newberger, here with my counterparts, Robbie Larson and Adam Sida. Guys, how we doing today? Doing good, doing good. Yeah. Uh, fantasy playoff season. Yeah. I'm not involved. <laughs> I, 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 I definitely can feel the excitement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're bringing the heat here tonight. Uh, we got we got one playoff guy here. Robbie's in, in another league, so you know we're doing okay, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, ready to get excited here. Um, you know, it's getting into the crunch time of the NFL season, so these games are starting to matter a lot more, and uh, this is when the fun starts, so I'm excited to get into it. Uh, before we get into the uh, games for the week, though, uh, why don't we get into some news and notes from uh, the past week here. Guys, I think we got to start with um, the tragic sinking of Riverboat Ron Rivera. Uh, fired on uh, Monday, Too I believe. Soon. Yeah, um, yeah. Just a couple, couple home eggs he laid there, uh, and uh, yeah. I mean, I, I was very surprised. Uh, Couple very competitive games on the road against the Packers in brutal conditions, and then against the Saints in a very tough place to play. Um, but lost a stinker to the to the Falcons, who had been horrible at that point. Uh, and then you know lost a real bad game to the Redskins last week, and they felt it was time to cut ties. But interested to get your guys' thoughts on it. Yeah, the front office at the beginning of the season, uh, I believe, new front office this past year. Um, they they came out. And said this offseason that they're not going to take any mediocrity and, you know, they're only going to accept excellence and, you know, they're going to stick to it, it looks like. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, even if even if it's a good move to fire him, which, I mean, I'm not sure it, it even was, but I, I just hate this midseason. Um, I mean, that was a team that was playing hard other than two of their games. They were a very competitive team, and I just, I could see this going downhill for, uh, the morale of that locker room because I think a lot of those guys actually respected Riverboat Ron and yeah it's, it's tough to see that like a coach with that kind of pedigree that they're that long fired midseason for a job that probably or it wasn't really his fault this year yeah I don't think he'll be without a job for long no. I think he'll be one of the top candidates uh going into the 2020 season to land a job but you know maybe he takes some time off for himself but at any rate definitely a surprise to see him uh get fired midseason I don't know how the hell Dan Quinn outlasted him, um, but yeah, there's this no is, way. This is the world we live in. It's uh, dirt or Arthur Blank. Has <laughs> <on>. <laughs> he has on Arthur Blank. Um, in other news, guys, uh, the stash is back in Jacksonville. Uh, Gardner Minshew came in at halftime to replace an ineffective Nick Foles. Uh, never really looked the same after that collarbone injury uh, suffered earlier this season, and. We're back in the Minshew era. Ultimately, I think this is this is the right thing for the team. Um, you know, you got to look towards the future right now. And Minshew, Minshew looks like uh, a guy that has some potential at the position. And and you know, you, you got to see what you have there. So I'm I'm all in favor. We called this a few weeks ago. So I'm I'm excited to see what he can show us here to close out the season. 
Absolutely. What's what's going to happen to Foles this offseason? Are they going to have to try to dump him? I mean, I mean, that's a huge contract. I'm glad to... The uh, Jags have experience with having to dump a QB salary because <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the second year in a row they're gonna have to do that. Yeah, uh, Jags. Yeah, but yeah. no, I, I'm ex- I'm definitely excited to see Minshew. He is, uh, I mean, even just watching the games, he has incredible awareness for a rookie quarterback. Um, you know, field awareness, pocket awareness, and I, I think he's here to stay as a quarterback in yep. the NFL. All right, guys. Uh, next up. Eli is going to be uh, taking the reins at quarterback here for the New York Giants this week, uh, starting over an injured Daniel Jones. So we're back to the Eli train. Uh, yeah, who knows uh, if this will be his true last game or if he's got a couple week run here. But uh, at any rate, we're we're going back to Eli. Um, I don't I don't think there's much to this. Daniel Jones has been struggling, but he's clearly the guy of the future there. Um, so, you know, we'll get to see, uh, Eli right out in the sunset here. Yeah. That ain't, that ankle injuries, just seeing him in a walking boot. That's, uh, not great. Um, not sure what exactly how long he's going to be out. If, I mean, there could be a potential that he shuts him down. They shut him down for the rest of the season. But then again, I thought they would have shut down either like Sterling Shepard or Evan Ingram earlier since their season's pretty much been lost, but you know, I, I, I'm sure he'll be back before the season ends. What yeah. better way to treat your Hall of Fame, in quotes, quarterback than to have him come back in as a starter and play four meaningless football games to end his career? See, I see it differently. I, I'm expecting a, uh, you know, Kobe Swan song uh, for Eli here. <laughs> Going up against the Eagles on Monday night on the road can knock them out of the playoffs. I, I, we'll talk about this game later, but uh, loving loving the Giants here. Oh wow! I, I'm fully expecting Eli to come out hot. Boy, we'll see. We'll see. Oh man! All What's right. What you got to lose? <laughs> <laughs> it's a hot take. Um, finally, guys, uh, the clapper, uh, Jason Garrett. Things are looking uh, very uneasy for him in Dallas. Um, Got a pivotal pivotal matchup against the Bears tomorrow night. Robbie, you and I will be in attendance at that game. Unfortunately. For a little Thursday night football. That'll be fun. It'll be fun. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's uh, squarely on the hot seat right now. But, I mean, the reality is that, um, you know, the Cowboys really just need to go 2-2, and and they can win that division. I mean, they could lose – they could lose to the Bears, um, and I think they play one other good team. But uh, they end the season with the Eagles and the Redskins. I believe the Rams are the one team in yeah. between. So, I mean, they take care of if they take care of business against the Eagles and the Redskins, they're going to be fine regardless of what happens in those other two games. Um, so, I don't think you're not going to see Garrett get fired midseason. Um, so, I, I'm not. I'm not really worried here. He's he's got a couple big games he's got to win, but I, I still fully expect the Cowboys to make the playoffs, and it's going to come down to, you know, what they can do in in a home divisional game. I'm if they lose that uh, they lose that wild card round game though as as a home team, well, look out because there's going to be hell to pay. Yeah, he's, he's there's no way he's making it back if they yeah. lose that game. He's probably going to make the NFC Championship. What do you guys think to keep the job? Probably. I I I, I think, think at does. least right. Yeah. It's kind of what I'm thinking. What are your thoughts, Robbie? I, I, I would think so, yeah. Yeah. 
All right, well, that's going to do it for our news and notes here, guys. Uh, let's take a look at our locks from last week, and it was another solid week. Um, we'll start off with uh, Brother Jeff. Jeff came in hot with the uh, the Broncos, the Drew Lock, and, uh, yeah, that was that was a winner. That was a winner. Uh, going with his uh, Mizzou uh, colleague, uh, Drew Lock, and, yeah, the Broncos came out to play, so that was good. Uh, I had Saints minus six and a half, and you know that turned out okay. Got a little scary there with uh, Young Ho uh, with mastering the onside kicks there at the end, but uh, Saints held on, so that was good. Robbie Bills uh, plus six and a half. That was a lock. Oh yeah, nice work there, sir. And then Adam, you wrapped it up uh, with the Monday night matchup: Seahawks minus three. Bet against Kirk Cousins on Monday night every time you can. <laughs> every time. So how about that? That's four for four. That's seven of our last seven. Woo. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah. We're we're powered up right now. So yeah, we're hot. Let's keep it going. Let's keep the locks uh locks going here. All right. Um guys, I wanna get into what our surprises were uh from last week. Adam, I'll start with you. Who in a good way surprised you? I'm going to go Houston Texans, um, you know, big game against the Patriots, you know, that they, they really didn't have too much of a big lead in the division, um, going up against, you know, the best team in the AFC for years. I, I think they proved the point and, uh, fully expect them to win that division. Uh, as you, I mean, maybe the Titans can catch them, but, uh, I, I, I think they got enough on offense to at least, uh, at least make it to make it to the division crown. Yeah, for for me, I, I I think I agree with you. Um, they look strong. I uh, you know they got a couple big matchups here uh, inside the division. Titans are coming on strong though, so we'll see. A couple big games left. So uh, for me, I was just thoroughly impressed with the uh, Buffalo Bills. Um, just took it to Dallas on on Thanksgiving Day. I. I think that might have been Josh Allen's best game as a pro. Uh, he just looked like he was in full command of that offense, was seeing the field extremely well. Um, you know, run game was helping him out, and you knew you were going to get a solid performance out of that defense. They were a very well-rounded team that day, and if they play like that, especially on the road, they're going to be tough to beat. So, uh, How about that one time uh, Josh Allen was just standing in the pocket, like literally not moving for a good five seconds. That was just that was maybe one of the weirdest things I've seen, but, yeah. you know, he – he just trusted his line, and he made a play out of it. Much improved O line from last year, that's for sure. Robbie, what do you have for us? Tennessee Titans, for me. Uh, you know their their team ever since Ryan Tannehill took over, they've been uh, quietly become a real contender, and they were competing with the Colts for this whole game up until they blocked the field goal, and since then they just kind of rallied as a team and just decided to run all over this Colts team and just destroy them. Yeah. Yeah, I was on I was on the Titans train there as soon as uh they went away from Mariota and it's looking good right now. They're they're a serious contender, so uh we'll see if they can keep it going here against the Raiders this week. Uh it's one of the key matchups I think on this uh slate of games. Uh Adam, who uh who disappointed you? Uh the matchup against the Titans I'm going uh Oakland Raiders last week in a game where they could have taken over for the division lead. Laid an absolute egg at Arrowhead. This is the second week in a row they've looked like a trash team. Um, it's 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 tough to believe in this team now. Huh? I mean, I know their record's still still adequate, but they have not looked like anything close to a playoff team the last two weeks. 
Yeah, they've kind of cooled off right there. Yeah, I I don't really know what the issue is because they're still running the ball effectively. It just seems that, uh, yeah, their passing offense, Waller hasn't been as effective. Um, you know, they're not doing much on the outsides with Zay Jones or uh, Tyrell Williams. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, we're starting to see Carr become captain checkdown again, so... Uh, you know they're going to have to expand that passing game if if they're I mean, going to want to. Losing Hunter Renfro was a yeah kind of hurt him. He was, he, coming, he was coming on. Yeah, he was. Uh, for me, I was very disappointed in the Colts. Uh, obviously, we talked about that, but that was a must-win game uh, against the Titans last week, who looked really good. But um, I, you know, I think the Colts just really laid an egg out there. Um, I think it's pretty clear that. Uh, Jacoby Brissett is not 100% playing on that uh, bum knee after that injury a few weeks back. And, um, you know, his mobility seems hampered right now. Must win game at home. And, he, God, it just seemed like the life was just kicked out of him at the end of that game. Uh, he, you know, ever since that loss to Miami at home, too, that's, that's just a couple bad home losses that, that can't happen. And... Uh, you know, with with as much traffic as there is in front of them to get in the playoff spot, I'm I'm pretty comfortable saying I think they're done. But you know, not not mathematically eliminated, so they still could turn around. But not looking great. Evan looked good without Marlon Mack. He's going to be back. This yep. Week. Yep. Yeah, that'll definitely help. All right, Robbie, uh, what do you have? over here? I got the Arizona Cardinals. This was uh, Golly. they've been uh playing the other NFC West teams pretty well so far this year in the Seahawks and the Niners. And it looked like they could really have a shot to um, compete against this Rams team this past week. Uh, Rams team that has been struggling of late. And they just got picked apart on defense. And they just looked absolutely awful. They couldn't get anything going on offense either. And this team just, it just stunk the bed. Really, it it was bad for them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, tough game. I don't know. They... That is probably as bad as they've looked all season. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just, just brutal. And, you know, the Rams hadn't really been showing us anything special, especially on the road. So that was that was a weird one. Uh, I, I was not expecting that. I thought the Cardinals would play uh, a little closer. So, yeah, definitely a step back for Kyler. But, um, you know, I think they can bounce back. So we'll see. All right, guys. Uh, let's get into our uh, favorite segment here. It's Fugazi or For Real. All right, we're talking boom bust here, and uh, I want to hear from you guys. Um, we'll start with Adam. Uh, who do you got for us uh, as your boom for the week? Oh, there is guys. Roll the guys. Um, you know, him and Ace still split carries, and uh, both were both were very good. But Darius guys, um, you know, he's he's starting to look like the running back at LSU who led the SEC in yards per carry. Um, you know, shifty. He had a lot. He's showing a lot better hands out of the backfield than I expected. Um, and you know, maybe this is a good sign. Good sign for the Redskins going forward. You know, they've won two in a row. Um, you know, maybe Darius Geis is a guy you take a hard look at for next year's draft, especially as he gets more and more healthy. Yeah. yeah. The crazy thing for me about the Darius Geis is his snaps have been going up, and <laughs> this game he gets out snapped by both Peterson and Chris Thompson, and still has a monster game like that. Uh, I just hope they get him involved because he's he's a phenomenal player, and this is kind of what we were hoping to see um, with him coming out of college. Yeah, yeah, like you said, Robbie, just uh, 
had you know great draft pedigree. Uh, I mean, looked every bit as good as Fournette in school. Broke a lot of his records. Um, you know, and he's starting to kind of show that uh, electricity that we saw from him in college. So, yeah, you know, just one more playmaker. I mean, this is really what Washington needs. They just need some sort of building blocks, you know, to help them move forward in the next era of their team because they're just kind of lost right now. Um, so, um, yeah, definitely encouraging to see him break out. Robbie, who'd you have? This is a name that I wasn't wouldn't have been expecting to say three months ago, but... Devontae Parker, wow, he had himself a game right there. Uh, I believe uh, he had seven receptions, over 150 yards, two touchdowns on top. Um, man, he he's just been absolutely solid lately with Fitzmagic, and you know you got he's gonna probably keep it rolling. This is definitely for real. He's just been a whole different player this year. Yeah, gosh, I mean. Ever since uh, Fitzpatrick just took over, it's it's been you know very impressive what he's shown. Uh, I mean, contested balls. Uh, you know, he's he's it's a contract year and he's playing like it. Um, you know, I don't know if it's if it's something that can be sustained in the long term, but I mean, he's he's put up, <laughs> um, God, like a solid two months of football uh, here these last. You know, so uh, I'm impressed. Uh, yeah, if you didn't if you didn't uh, put him on the sheet before me, Robbie, he would have been my pick. So yeah, he's been very impressive. Yeah, uh, for me, I'm going James White. Uh, just you know, in a losing effort for the Patriots, he uh, he just came up really big. Um, you know, was was big down the stretch there as they tried to claw back in that game. Actually knocked me out of a playoff matchup, but he he had 14 carries for 79 yards. Uh, had another, um, you know, hundred yards through the air, uh, which is really what his specialty is. But um, you know, that's another guy that the Patriots, you know, they're kind of struggling offensively, and I think they need to get back to utilizing him. I mean, this is a guy that was, you know, a borderline Super Bowl MVP when they beat the Falcons, uh, you know, a few years back. So I think they need to get back to leaning on that part of their offense, uh, you know, and. And stop trying to lever, you know, be so heavy on these guys like uh, Jacoby Myers, um, you know, and Nikhil Harry on the outside that are, you know, kind of struggling for them right now. All right, on the bus side, guys, uh, we talked about the the Raiders and how they've been disappointing, but um, I, I was very disappointed in uh, Derek Carr. Um, just just a brutal performance given, you know the circumstances of that game and how big of a game that was for that team. Um, as Adam mentioned, had a chance to take over first place from the Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> God, he didn't deserve to be on the same field as Patrick Mahomes that day. So really disappointing. Uh, you, you just really hope for more out of a supposed franchise quarterback. Um, but if that's what he's going to do in your biggest game of the year, then yeah, that's that's a big red flag. So very disappointing. Yeah, man. Another guy who definitely disappointed you, who, who's been great all year, Tyler Lockett. He um, it, he was cleared to play. Um, he was dealing with that illness, but in the end, they just used him as a decoy pretty much all game and opened up everybody else. A little DK Metcalf uh, opened up uh, David Moore for a big bomb and you, know, you got left with a goose egg for Tyler Lockett, but you know, that's a Fugazi right there. He's going to bounce 
back. He's going to be healthy next week. He'll be fine for your playoffs. Yeah, I agree. Um, mine sort of falls falls in that line too. Uh, the Bucks wide receivers, uh, Mike Evans, and pretty much that whole offense besides Peyton Barber. Um, in a game where they had control of the entire time, um, I think I think you know this is more of Fugazi. Um, I would not worry too much about wide receivers for the Bucks going forward, just because how volatile Jameis is I doubt they're going to have 25 point leads too often um so yeah I would not I would not worry about that just crazy game script yeah that was kind of didn't the Bucks almost score off a turnover too which they like never do oh yeah it was a that was definitely a weird game to be following along too yeah all right uh guys let's get into buy or sell now um Robbie I'm gonna have you start us off here uh what do you have for us okay so I might take my uh, buy or sell, are you guys buy or selling into um, NFC least winner, whether that's the Cowboys or the Eagles, or if you want to go with the uh, Redskins, I guess. Um, the NFC least winner will be 8-8. Eight and eight. I think I agree with that. Because you got the I'm Cowboys buying, sitting buying. at 6-6 six and six right now. you got the Eagles at 5-7. and seven. Um, Four games remaining. Yeah, I'm buying it. I think I mean, I can see Cowboys, you know, beating either the Rams or the Bears, but I'm, I'm probably right now. I'd say they lose lose both those games and win their final two to make it at eight and eight. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna disagree. I think the Cowboys will wind up at nine and seven here. I expect them to lose one of these games to the um, Bears or Rams, and then I think they'll win uh, the final two divisional matchups against the Redskins and the Eagles to come in at nine and seven. Uh, yeah, I think I'm with you on that one. Um, I, it's a tough one for me, honestly, because I could absolutely see the winner just being eight and eight here. But I, I will have to sell. I think the Cowboys could win three out of four of these remaining games. I mean, where they got the Redskins and the Giants, um, you would imagine that they wouldn't be too much trouble. And then, yeah, just I would think they'd split at least one between the Rams and Bears. All right, Adam, buy or sell. What do you have for us? Vikings in for another playoff collapse. Are you guys buying or selling? I would love that. Um, man, that's a tough one. Um, so you're, I, you're pretty much saying, right, that the Rams would would be the one that knocked them out. Rams or Bears? <laughs> I mean, they don't, don't don't tease me like that. <laughs> I thought we got over this. I'm not ready to give her. I read we. I We put them underground. I mean, I own a shirt that says Bears believers. So, uh, <laughs> we we bear I, 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 I can believe what I want, Rob. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think I'm gonna gonna sell on that. Um, I th- I think they're gonna be able to take care of business against the Lions this week. Chargers, they're not that scary. Packers, I they I don't see them winning that even at home and. Even though the Bears got their number, you know. Right. Yeah, I, I'm not sure that game's going to maybe matter. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, I mean, but I, 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 I don't know if they're going to have, like, the same type of collapse. On paper, I would, I think I would agree with you, but something's telling me that, I mean, this is a team that's struggled. Thielen lately. They get him back. That, that's going to change the game a little Do we bit. Do you know how healthy uh, Dalvin Cook is? He said he's fine. It's just like a shoulder that's been tweaked multiple times before and mm-hmm. he knows how to deal with it yeah madison's not a bad backup either but no, I mean, he's I, not bad 
you know, it's CJ could go ham too. So, yeah, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not buying this. I think you know the Cowboys have actually impressed me with some of their recent games. Um, in particular, that was a uh, you know very encouraging uh, win they got against the Cowboys a few weeks back on Sunday Night Football. Um, you know they went toe toe to toe with the uh, Seahawks there on Monday night in a tough place to play uh, in a really weird game. You know a couple bounces go their way. You know that was a really unlucky Kirk Cousins pick in the fourth quarter. I, I thought mean, he made a good throw. Um, Diggs Vikings just kind of bobbled it, and it was a great play on the ball by the corner. But Vikings had a pretty crazy pick six of their own too that they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, so, yeah. Mean, it was a wild game. Yeah, it was a wild game. Um, but I mean they played with them toe to toe. Uh, in a very tough place to play, you know, I, I don't think this is the same team as last year uh, that imploded. Um, you know, they've they've got uh, they've got the Lions left. They got a game against the Bears left. They should be able to get to ten and six and, and seal up a, a playoff spot. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 buying. Uh, I'm going to be on the side of I'll see it when I believe it from Kirk Cousins. Uh, you know, on paper, I would agree with you guys, but I, I just. I see them finding a way to somehow miss the playoffs. That'd be a brutal, uh, <laughs> brutal stretch run for them if they somehow uh, coughed up a playoff spot after you know being eight and three. Gosh, that's a three division games. You know, you never know that late in the year. That's an all-time collapse. All right, um, for me, I want to get you guys' thoughts. Uh, just talked about the Seahawks' big win on Monday Night Football. Uh, buy or sell the Seahawks as the number one seed in the NFC. Um, buy or I'll, you know I'll, what? I'm gonna buy that. I'm gonna buy that. Uh, they got to play their division, which makes me a little hesitant. Um, just because those division games, you never know what can happen. They know each other so well. Um, they could. I mean, the last game against the Niners, I could absolutely see them losing to, but. Um, you know, they've been playing pretty well. This is honestly probably the best Seahawks team I've seen in a while since their last Super Bowl run. I mean, Seahawks have been known for making the playoffs, but they're always seem kind of that above average team. But, you know, they're really looking good this year. Uh, Russell Wilson's playing out of his mind. And, you know, I, th- I think they could do it and secure that number one. I think I'm going to sell. Um, I think the Saints, I, I would still see them as the number one seed i know their schedule is a little bit tougher but i do think they're the better uh more balanced overall team yeah saints saints have a pretty tough schedule here to close out the year um yeah they they end the year with uh uh playing the panthers but uh before that i mean they have to play the titans the niners um you know a couple just tough games in there uh i i, I don't know um i i think I think it's going to come down to that final game of the year, Week 17, Niners-Seahawks. Um, and Niners are going to have home field. Uh, and, you know, for, for my money, I think uh, that'll be that'll be to get them to 13-3, and three, and that'll get them the one seed. But, um, you know, very, very interesting uh, playoff race here in the NFC. Uh, is, you know, you know, there are really every team in it, uh, I think all six of these teams are – pretty clear uh stretch above um all the other teams in that conference um you know all very talented so it should be fun on that side of the ball compared to the kind of the afc playoff picture where uh you know there's a lot of meddling teams kind of 
battling for that last playoff spot. Um, I think the level of uh, play is much higher on the NFC. But, um, yeah, I, I, I like the Seahawks. I'm buying it. I think uh, they got a real chance to, you know, have home field throughout. And, you know, that's a tough place to play up there, so that'd be huge for them. Alrighty, uh, finally, guys, before we get on uh, to our game picks, let's do the Can't See Me Player of the Week. Right before your very eyes, you won't even visualize. Right you visualize. <laughs> Alright, guys, uh, this week, uh, Adam, you already mentioned him, but uh, we're going Darius Geis. Uh, it was a huge part of that uh, win against the Panthers. Uh, single-handedly got Ron Rivera fired. Uh, I think that's what we're saying. So, go Tigers. Yeah, go Tigers. Uh, yeah, nice to see him uh, bounce back from that injury, and you know, hopefully he can keep it going here uh, throughout the rest of the year. All right, before we get to our game-by-game picks, we got to hear from our sponsor. Now, if you're having trouble sleeping at night or if you just want to come for your bed, look no further than Dave's Mattress Beds. A South African original, Dave's mattress beds are firm enough to give you maximum stability, yet soft enough that they won't crush your spine. Their microfiber material is scientifically engineered to be bed bug resistant, so you won't see any ants marching at the side of your bed. It's funny the way it is, the way mattress companies overcharge for a good night's sleep. With Dave's mattress beds, you pay for what you get, and it won't be too much with a two-step payment of $41 each. Check out their warehouse on 34 Gray Street and crash into sleep on Dave's mattress beds today. And uh, congratulations to Dave. Uh, just uh, had a newborn. Uh, and uh, this one, you know, with his wife in the States, so it's an American baby. Uh, so congratulations to Dave <laughs> on that American baby. <laughs> Congrats, Dave. <laughs> All right, uh, guys, let's get into our uh, game-by-game picks now. Um, Starting it off, of course, Thursday Night Football, we have the Dallas Cowboys uh, heading to Chicago to take on the Bears. Bears are two-and-a-half-point home dogs in this one. The over-under is 43. Adam, start it off. (sighs) (laughs) That's exactly how I feel about this game. I think they're going to win. <laughs> Who's going to win? I think the Bears are going to win. I don't feel great about it, but um, you know, I was thinking about this game and Cowboys secondary, you know, it's been pretty trash um, you know, after probably week 5. I think if there's ever a chance the Bears can uh take advantage of a secondary and really attack them going down the field, I think it's uh this Thursday night short week. Um Mitch Mitch did look significantly better in it. Thanksgiving game. Um, hopefully, that's a breakout for him and the offense. And uh, I think this Cowboys defense can be exposed. Um, I, th- I think they somehow get a w- find a way to get it done at home on Thursday night. Um, over under is at forty three. I love the over here. I think um, you know both offenses will find somewhat ad- adequate success. And uh, I think it might be a little bit high- higher scoring than people think. But I, th- I think the Bears sneak it out here at home. Wow, uh, I'm kind of surprised you like the over because I kind of like the under here. I kind of seeing a little opposite i'm seeing uh, um just two coaches that i absolutely do not trust especially in primetime games um I, I just i'm not sure what to expect besides a weird game out of this one but it, it might be entertaining i would i think it'd be fun to see a shootout like that but 
Um, I'm really just expecting these two teams to struggle. I, th- I think the Bears' defense could hold Dak a little bit. Um, I mean, you've seen – I mean, he, he's, Dak's been good this year, but you've seen good teams be able to hold him off a little bit. Um, I think the Cowboys, yeah, their defense kind of has been bad, but this offense has kind of been sputtering and – they don't know what to do half the time, it seems like. Um, yeah, we're seeing Anthony Miller come into his own right now. He, he's been coming up hot right now. Um, I would love them to use more of him. Um, I would love to see him use more Javon Wims, to be honest, because he's that big target that I think Mitch needs instead of little five foot eight Taylor Gabriel in those intermediate routes. But um, honestly, I'm not expecting a whole lot of points here. I mean, they both these teams did do have a full week of rest. So this isn't like a true Thursday night game. They both played on Thanksgiving. Sure. So it's not like a short week kind of um, leaning more towards the under, but I got I to gotta lean under and I'm, I'm, I'm liking the bears to keep it close. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you, Robbie. Um, you make good points about it. Well, you know, it is a Thursday night game. Uh, both teams are operating on normal rest, which is big. Uh, typically, the short rest favors the offense. Um, I, I like the under in this one, though. I think, um, you know, both these teams are going to be able to keep it pretty close. I don't think either team gets to 20 points in this one. Uh, I'm actually thinking something like 17-16 Cowboys, uh, to be honest with you. Tight game. Um, Bears have one of the better secondaries in the league. I think it'll give Dak and that receiving core uh, some some trouble. But you know, I just don't trust the Bears to be able to move up and down the field uh, as much as they need to when it matters. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gonna go Bears here uh, with the two and a half points. But uh, I don't I don't know if they're gonna win the game. So I'm I'm iffy on it. But I'll go Bears. All right, next up, guys, we've got uh, one of the marquee matchups of the weekend. It is the Baltimore Ravens heading to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Bills are five-and-a-half-point dogs at home. And the over-under in this one is 43-and-a-half. And, guys, when you know it, we're all on the Ravens. We're riding the hot hand here. Robbie, start us off. What are you thinking this week? You, know, you, you just saw a Bills team that uh, to- absolutely can trolled the Cowboys this past Thanksgiving. Um, they're going to have a lot of rest coming into this game. Um, and the Ravens, they had a, it was a wet game in Baltimore. They, it was a grind them out against the Niners. It came down to the great Justin Tucker field goal. When does that guy ever miss? He never misses. Yeah. Um, but this game in Buffalo, it's, we. I'm not sure. I'm leaning the Ravens here. I I think they could be able to. This Bills defense has been playing pretty well, but I don't think they're going to be able to handle Lamar Jackson. Um, and five and a half, I don't feel great about it, but I like the Ravens here. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough call because this is one of the probably biggest games in Buffalo in decades. Um, but I think, yeah, I think the Ravens have too much offensively. I don't think the Bills have seen an offense like the Ravens this year. Um, and, yeah, I think the Ravens go in and, uh, you know, clean up, get a get an easy win. Um, I, I ex- expect it to be pretty close around the five-and-a-half number. But, um, you know, I think I'm going to take take the Ravens side on, of that and uh, take a minus five-and-a-half. 
You know what worries me um, is there was a game, and this is kind of what's sticking out in my mind. Um, the Bills played the Eagles earlier this year, and they just ran all over them. And uh, it wasn't even close. The Eagles ran away with it. They dominated the game. Uh, and it was all on the ground. And I kind of think we're going to see something similar. Um, that game was also in Buffalo. Um, I just think the Ravens' ground attack is going to take a lot of the air out of the crowd early on in this one. Um, kind of neutralize that home field advantage that Buffalo has. And uh, I think they'll wear them out in the long run. Um, I'm going Ravens here. And I almost think if you can get an alternate line, you should take it. Uh, I'd, I'd be looking at Ravens uh, double digit here. I think Ooh. it's I think it's a good yeah. one to take. I could see I could see them really putting up a strong game here uh, against you know a Buffalo team that you know they they've shown us a lot of good things. They're coming off a very good week against the Cowboys, but I you know they're really yet to beat a great team. Um, and so until I see that. I'm I'm gonna you know go for what my eyes are telling me, and my eyes are telling me that the Ravens are truly elite. All right, uh, guys. Next game up here, we have the Washington Redskins heading to Green Bay to take on the Packers. Packers are actually twelve point favorites in this one. Over under is forty two. Adam, who do you have? Uh, I like the Packers here. Uh, I know twelve's a lot, but um, at home, I'm gonna take Aaron Rodgers in the pack. You saw last week. Uh, in a snowstorm, that offense really rolling. Um, it four touchdowns, pretty pretty fairly, uh, pretty early in that game, and coasted on from there. I think a lot of the same. That could be pretty similar game script to this one. Um, I, I just I think a lot more on the line for the Packers. Redskins coming off of two wins. Um, I think I think the Pack dominate here. Uh, this one, um, you know, I I was looking at it and. This week, I don't really feel great about a whole lot of games, to be honest. I feel pretty solid about a lot of games. Um, but this one, there's, there's, I was looking at that over under 42, and that kind of stood out to me. That seemed very low. And I feel pretty good about this over hitting in this one, so I'm making this one my lock. But it's a lock! No! Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing both the Redskins defense and the Packers defense. Uh, they're not really world beaters by any means. This Redskins team has been playing pretty good the last couple of games ever since they started to involve Darius Geis. I mean, they they were able to pull one off against the Lions um, and this past week against the Panthers. They've been able to put up points. And with this, uh, I believe this is an implied line of Redskins 15 to Packers 27, which I, I think both teams could score more than this. The Packers... They're, they're kind of clicking right now when you know they can put up points. I'm leaning towards the Redskins covering this 12-point uh, deficit here. Uh, I think they could maybe get a backdoor cover in this one, um, but I really love the over in this one. Yeah, I um, I don't know because I, I think the Redskins are going to struggle to put up more than 14 points in this one. Um I think the Packers could break out in a big way. I'm taking the Packers here. I feel pretty comfortable about that 12-point spread. I think they should be able to cover that. It's a very similar story to what uh, we were faced with last week when they were on the road against the Giants. And in my opinion, 
Giants are a better team than the Redskins. Um, Packers were on the road for that game, and they covered a big number. Now they come back home and play an inferior team, in my opinion, in the Redskins, with only you know a couple points difference in the line. Um, you know, I know anything can happen on Sundays, and that's why you play the game. I mean, hell, Redskins just pulled off a stunner against the Panthers, but I, th- I really think the pa- Packers should be able to handle this one pretty easily, much in the same way that they took care of the Giants last week. So I'm going Pack. That's fair. All right, uh, next up, guys, it is the Denver Broncos and Drew Locke heading to Houston to take on the Texans. The Texans coming off a huge win against the Patriots. Um, the over-under in this one is 41.5, and the Texans are favored by 9.5 at home. Pretty big number. Uh, Adam, what do you have? I like the Texans here. I know the Broncos have been playing close with every team, um, but I think the buck stops uh, this week in Houston. Um, you know, Drew Locke had a really good game. Um, I think Cortland Sutton had one of the better games I've seen this year. Um, he was incredible. I don't think that this offense is going to have the same amount of success. Um, this week in Houston on the road, might see a little bit different of a Drew Locke, and uh, that, I think the machine keeps on rolling here with Deshaun and the offense. I, li- I really like the Texans here to cover 9.5 at home. Broncos don't have a good pass rush, so I don't think Deshaun's going to be under a lot of pressure. Yeah, and they've uh, you know they've been without uh, Von Miller and Bradley Chubb for a good chunk of the season. So, um, I, you know, Adam, I mean, you made the point earlier, um, but it's kind of my big argument. The Broncos have just found a way to stay in these close games all year. Uh, I know, I know they're on the road, and that's going to make things tough. And it's you know a tough place to play for Drew Locke. You know, going into Houston, uh, you know it'll be a rowdy environment, and then you know they're in the heat of a uh, playoff race, so it'll be tough uh, to travel there. But nine and a half is a lot in the NFL. Um, you know, there are just times when Houston just does not show up offensively, though, even though they've got all the weapons in the world. Um, they are starting to click right now, but. Yeah, something's just telling me the Broncos will keep this one close. Um, and nine and a half is just a bit too much. Yeah, you kind of nailed on a lot what I was thinking. I'm I'm on the Broncos in this one. They just this, especially Drew Locke. Um, you know, I trust them a lot more than what Brandon Allen was doing before. This Broncos team again has been playing teams very closely. Um, yeah, nine and a half. That's a lot of points to give. Um, I, th- I think this Broncos defense, yeah, is w- without Von Miller or Bradley Chubb, but they've still been a solid unit. They've been holding teams down, and um, I, th- I think they could contain the Texans a little bit, enough that they could get within 10. Right, yeah, um, that's kind of what I'm thinking, but, you know, all it takes is a Deshaun Watson, like, MVP like performance, which he's prone to do to kind of blow the game wide open. So you never know if this one, it's, it's kind of a toss up, uh, you know, should be, should be pretty close to that line though. You know, it's going to be interesting. All right, guys. Uh, another very big matchup in this, uh, week's slate of games. It is the San Francisco 49ers heading to new Orleans to take on the saints. Uh, saints are three point favorites here. The over under is 44. Um, I'm on the 49ers, guys. Um, it's probably a game I'm going to stay away from because it's going to be really close. 
49ers are kind of getting screwed here in back-to-back weeks where they've got a noon start, um, even though they're traveling way out east, um, in games that really, for all intents and purposes, could have been flexed to the night game. Um, So they're not getting any favors from the league office. I just think the 49ers' run fits are just too strong, though, and and I think they match up well with the Saints team. I think they'll be able to neutralize that Saints offense uh, pretty well, and they'll put the ball uh, in Drew Brees' hands. And, uh, you know, while while Drew makes smart decisions, he's not exactly the game winner he was uh, in years past. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm expecting a bit of a slog here. I would not be surprised at the under hit in this one. Um, and I'm going to take the 49ers to, to keep it close, and I think they've got a really good chance at winning this one. So I'm going to take Niners. Yeah, I like Niners' money line here. Uh, Saints, uh, you, you saw the 49ers this past Sunday against the Ravens. Lamar Jackson, that offense, they were taking control that first half. They were able to just pass, run all over them, and then they made adjustments at halftime and were able to keep it close, and it eventually came down to the field goal, and... I think the 49ers are going to be hungry. I, their defense, I still think, is, if not the best in the league, it's one of the best. And I, I think that's going to give Drew Brees, who's, you know, he's getting up there in age. He's not the same guy he used to be. I think he, they're going to give him a, some fits there. Um, you know, I I think you're have like, uh, I know Michael Thomas, he's going to still be fine. You know, I know this team's been good against the pass coverage and, Saw something crazy like um, Richard Sherman has not had let up an average of like 0.3 yards per pass thrown towards him or something crazy or no it's per snap per pass play he's only let up like 0.3 yards but um I, I still think Michael Thomas will be fine I think the the yeah like you said this might be more towards an under and in the, especially if that's the case I like the Niners there. Yeah, I'm going to have to disagree with you guys. I uh, really like the Saints here to cover at home. Um, I mean, you look at their schedule. Their two losses are some pretty fluky games. Um, you know, Drew Brees going down against the Rams, and then, you know, what the heck happened with the Falcons at home? That might have just been a letdown. I'm not sure what happened that game. But they've managed to win every other game, and they've played good teams. Um, I don't see that changing here at home. I think they find a way to neutralize the pass rush, um, either run at them um, with Latavius Murray or find a way to you know scheme around him I think um Kamara might have a big game in the in the receiving department Michael Thomas I mean he's shown that nobody's going to be stopping him uh this year um and yeah I, I think the Saints get it done here I, I don't think Garoppolo can match uh the plays that Drew Brees is going to make especially on the road um this is this is a big game for him and I, I, I I'm going to stick with the proven Saints yeah, gosh, this is this is gonna be such a good game to watch. Um, it makes me glad that the Bears are playing on Thursday, so that we kind of get the mm-hmm. our pick of the litter here for this slate of games. But you know, one of the things that worries me, even though I'm on the Niners, uh, is the quarterback play of Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I wonder if if he can be the difference maker that he needs to be in in big games like this against you know really quality opponents because you know. Truly good teams need a couple wins a year just on their quarterback stepping up. Every year, like a truly good team needs to be able to lean on a quarterback 
to to make big plays when it counts and to move the ball and get downfield. And so that's my only concern. Can Jimmy Garoppolo do that against a big team at a big stage? Um, you know, I think that's probably one of the bigger question marks here. But, um, you know, I'm just worried. Elvin Kamara just hasn't seemed to have been himself this year. Um, you know, his numbers are way down. Man, I just think the Saints are going to have a hard time uh, doing anything between the tackles and, and that pass rush. You know, if they can get to Drew Brees, it's going to be trouble. Is um, is Armstead coming back for the Saints in this one? I'm not sure. Yeah, if if Armstead can't go, that's going to be a, a big factor for them. Uh, it's it's hard already to uh, you know win in the NFL without your starting tackle and. Um, Gosh, if if uh, especially when you're playing the Niners and their outside pass rush, I mean that's gonna be hell on them. But yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a great game though. Very excited to watch it. All right, um, you know we go from a great game to a better one. Bengals Browns. <laughs> uh, Browns are seven and a half point favorites here in Cleveland. Um, the over under in this one is forty and a half. Guys, I'm on the Bengals here. Um, I don't know. It just feels like uh, as the season goes along here, they've got, uh, you know, they're starting to find their stride. Joe Mixon is starting to uh, heat up a little bit, uh, starting to see a little bit more of an offensive identity for this team. Um, you know, Browns, I imagine they're probably a little downtrodden after a brutal loss to the Steelers last week, effectively ending their season. Um, seven and a half, that's, that's a big number to cover, and... I could see the Bengals coming in here and, and doing the old backdoor on them, uh, getting the score late and, and you know, covering for, for all the people betting on them here. So I'm going to go Bengals. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, agree with you there on the Bengals. I think if this line moved to anything under seven, I'd take the Browns. Uh, but, you know, I think I think the Bengals can keep it within a touchdown. Um, Browns have just under, underperformed pretty much all year. And, you know, I don't see that changing here. I mean, I, I definitely think they're going to win. I don't see the Bengals uh, going into Cleveland and winning, but I think they go in and make it close. Um, neither team has a lot to play for, but I think you might see more of a letdown from the Browns than uh, the Bengals coming off their first one. Yeah, I got the gears turning on this one. I mean, I don't feel great about either side on this one, especially 7.5. I, I could see the Browns being coming back and rallying – um, just uh, after that Steelers loss, um, especially at home against a Bengals team who's just been bad all year and just got their first win, uh, it never turns out well. But I'm gonna do the the swap, the swap ski, the swap Araba. Welcome to the We're jungle. We're gonna be with the Bengals. Bengals. So, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, you guys make good points. This is definitely a lot for a Browns team who has been underperforming. Um, maybe maybe we'll see the Bengals uh, try to come out a, l- a little more fire after having their first win. I don't like it, though. I don't want this. I don't want to look at this game. Who day? Who day? Yeah, we're all in the Bengals. That's fun. All right, moving on. Uh, it is a NFC South divisional matchup here. The uh, Ron Rivera-less uh, Carolina Panthers are heading to Atlanta to take on Dan Quinn's Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Falcons are three-point favorites here at home. And the over-under is 47. Guys, I am on the Falcons here. We've come full circle. <laughs> we we were, we were putting this team uh, dead to rights. We were just dogging them all year, and 
now here we are a few weeks later and they're <laughs> they're three point favorites against the Panthers team that just fired their head coach. The NFL's wild. Um yeah, I don't know. I just think uh this Panthers team is probably still reeling a little bit from the shock of losing their coach, uh who I thought was probably pretty stable uh with his job security. Meanwhile, I mean, the Falcons have been playing better ball as of late. Um, I know they lost a tough one to the Saints on Thanksgiving, but they've got a little bit extra t- uh, time to prepare for this one, and I think it makes a difference here at home. Minus three isn't that much to cover. Kyle Allen really has struggled to move the ball uh, lately for the Panthers. I think uh, there's a lot of things pointing in the Falcons' direction here, so I'm going Atlanta. Yeah, this one. I'm leaning on the Panthers right now um, just because I, I'm not sure I could trust the Falcons team this year. But then again, um, I, this is going to be an absolute surprise what we're going to see out of this Panthers team. Uh, we even saw a North Turner. He says he's going to relinquish his play calling duties to his son, uh, Scott Turner. So, may, so this could be just anything goes in this game, really. Um, maybe he, he's doesn't use McCaffrey as much and he uses uh, uh, Bonifon a little bit more and you know we could see anything maybe a little less DJ Moore usage maybe more Curtis Samuel usage maybe maybe this goes really bad for the Panthers just with this, this kind of experiment um, but then again maybe they could come out with a way to surprise them um, I'd like to believe just in the the fact that the Falcons have been disappointing so much this year um, I saw Calvin Ridley had a toe injury at practice today, which is never good. Toe I missed. Toe I missed. Um, And Austin Hooper, I think he might be back. I I think Dan Quinn said they're expecting him to be back, but you can never trust what Dan Quinn says, so... Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna still lean on the Panthers here. Um, I do like uh, this game just being absolute crap shoot right here and just both offenses going off um i i like the over 47 here yeah I, i'm not sure on the over but uh i do like the panthers here i like a money line i mean you look at this game i i think you guys both said it i, I think anything happened with this game i mean you don't know what to expect from the panthers after a loss of a head coach but i mean the falcons have been uh Jekyll for two weeks and Hyde for like eight weeks. So I, I'm a, I'm a lean on the side of what's happened the rest. Of, I mean, the entire year and it's Falcons been letting everybody down. So I'm gonna take the Panthers money line here on the road. Yeah, I mean betting the Falcons side has not uh, has not been fruitful for betters this year. But um, you know we'll see. I think uh, I think they got a good Could chance this, this week. Could be this week. As you said, though, Adam, I think you make a good point. Um, it's probably a smart game to stay off of because both these teams are very up and down right now, and you really don't know what to expect. Yeah. Yep. All right, uh, AFC East matchup, guys. It is the Miami Dolphins heading to MetLife to take on the Jets. Uh, Jets are five-point favorites here at home, and the over-under is 45. Um, guys... Uh, what are we thinking here? Um, I know I'm on the Jets. Uh, I just kind of expect Sam Darnold to be able to move the ball effectively here and have an, himself a nice bounce-back game and take advantage of this uh, poorest Dolphins secondary. Um, you know, Dolphins just haven't appeared to be the same team on the road 
uh, this year too. They've gotten a couple nice performances at home in front of the faithful fans there. But uh, yeah, I just think they're going to run into some trouble here against the Jets, uh, a team that really put a whooping on them too a few weeks ago. So uh, I'm on the Jets. Yeah, I think Sam Darnold's going to have a little bounce back game. This Dolphins offense has been rolling. I I really like the over in this one. I think both teams are going to get at it. I said that guy kind of um, had to look up how much he actually did spend for Devontae Parker. It was $31 well spent. Well spent. Devontae Parker. Yeah, he's he's yeah. been great. Fifth year, um, fifth year breakout. <laughs> you know, that's that's what they say, right? Five years to break out. Yep. Sometimes it takes time. <laughs> you know, but it, yeah, sometimes they're a late bloomer. But um, I, I could see the Dolphins coming close in this, but... I think the Jets are the better team here, um, especially at home. I think five points might be a lot for them to handle, but I think they could do it. Uh, what do you think? I like the Jets here. Um, the Daniel Jeremiah said about Ryan Fitzpatrick that he'll keep both teams in the game, and uh, <laughs> I mean I expect that to happen uh, this week. And uh, I'm just going to lean with uh, the Jets being at home. Um, Darnold, I know last week was pretty rough, but he's been he's been looking pretty good. Um, I do not expect him to have that much trouble with his Dolphins secondary. Uh, you might see Robbie Anderson have one of his uh, patented big playoff fantasy games <laughs> for the people who believe in him. But, yeah, I, I'm going to go with the Jets here. I don't feel great about it, but, um, yeah, I'd, minus five, I'd, I'd, I'd put that. You know, you know if, you're, if you're in the playoffs right now, if you're a team that's uh, kind of um, – and you just barely made, squeaked in the playoff. You you feel like you're a big underdog this week. I like taking the gamble on Robbie Anderson. I I think he could have an absolute big week, multi touchdown game. I mean, it could not pan out, but you know, if you're significant dogs, you probably wouldn't win anyways. Yeah, you I mean, know? I, I think he has a as good of a chance to put up twenty points this week than he does that goose or put up like you know three. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yep, should be interesting, guys. All right. Uh, next up, uh, we have an NFC North matchup. It is the Detroit Lions heading to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Vikings are 13.5-point favorites here. The over-under is 42.5. Um, Robbie, what do you have? I have this being as a nice a little divisional game uh, between the Lions and Vikings. Uh, the Vikings, uh, they yeah, Dalvin Cook got a little beat up this past Monday, but he, he says he should be able to recover. Um, that that running back uh, tandem they have between him and Madison has been working pretty well. I think they they could keep that rolling all over the Lions. Um, Thielen might make his return too, which is a little helpful. Uh, I know the Lions haven't been able to cover the slot for anything really this whole year. But on the other hand, um, Lions, they've been – staying competitive in games even though they're down to uh david blah um and 13 and a half is a lot especially for a divisional game so i'm gonna lean on the lions though i don't love it i can't think of the last time an nfc divisional game had a point differential of two touchdowns I really can't remember either i can't remember like an absolute ass whooping in an nfc north game in in I, I don't see it here either. I mean, yeah, I, you know, the Vikings should be able to win this one, but 13.5 is a ton in the NFL. Um, yeah, Lions, Lions should be able to cover this. These division games are, are much tighter than they appear on paper, so 
I'm going Lions. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I know they said it 300 times on the <laughs> Thanksgiving uh, game, but Lions have been in the lead in every single one of their games this year, uh, which I, I think is absolutely crazy. But, you know, I, I think I think they find a way to keep it within two touchdowns. I, I don't expect them to win whatsoever. But, um, yeah, even on the road, I yeah, I, I just don't see the Vikings pulling away here by more than two touchdowns. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take that. That's a lot of points for an interdivision game. Like you said, um, yeah, I feel pretty comfortable taking the Lions. All right, guys, uh, next one up here, kind of an intriguing matchup. Uh, it's the Indianapolis Colts, uh, who have been reeling as of late, uh, are heading to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Bucks are three-point favorites at home. Uh, Siege the day here. Uh, Over-under in this one is 47-and-a-half. Um, guys, we're all on the Bucks. I know for me, um, you know, this is it's a factor of a couple things. Colts aren't going to have T.Y. Hilton. Um, they've had a couple brutal losses here that have really hurt their playoff chances. So I think they're reeling. Um, Brissett is clearly not a hundred percent. His mobility is really hampered. You know, and, and the Bucks offensively, Jameis has been slinging it lately. Um, they found a little bit of a run game last week. It was uh, Barber who stepped up uh, in a big way for him. I, I just think the Bucks are able to, you know, lean on the home crowd here and, and get that offense going early. Uh, and, you know, every week they're able to pull some big plays uh, out and, and, you know, jump on teams early. And I expect, you know, a similar outcome here. And, uh, you know, the Colts are not a team that's really built uh, to play from behind, especially from without T.Y. Hilton, who likes of him. Uh so I, I just think they're gonna have some trouble in this one. I like the Bucks to cover the three. Yeah, I I, I kinda like the Bucks too. Um when I say like I a little tentative just because you always got that Jameis factor coming in. You can never never trust Jameis. Um but that's the one thing I've learned um through my uh years. <laughs> Nothing else. Um but yeah, this Colts team, they're they're kinda on the downswing a little bit. Um, Buccaneers, on the other hand, they're kind of a team that's a little bit on the up, and especially the Buccaneers at home. I know the Colts are trying to compete for a wild card spot, but I mean, Buccaneers have been playing teams pretty well, and even if Jameis does throw a couple picks, I think they'll be able to put up enough against this Colts team to be able to eke out a win. Yeah, I I, I agree. Uh, I'd take the Bucks here. A little hesitant. Uh, and I just think they have much more firepower than the Colts. You look at the Colts, um, in the, I mean, their record is respectable, but, I mean, losses like T.Y. Hilton and Eric Ebron, I know you have guys like Zach Pascal stepping up, but I don't think it's enough to beat a, uh, a Buccaneers team that seems like they got it rolling offensively at least. Um, so, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd take the Bucks here, minus the three, and I uh, feel pretty comfortable about that. Uh, another thing to note in this one, uh, Chester Rogers uh, is going to be out of this one as well. So further depleted uh, Colts receiving core. But, um, yeah, that's, you know, he's more of a depth piece, but, you know, still it affects him. So, um, all right, guys, next up we've got the San Diego, oops, L.A. Chargers heading to Jacksonville. Take on the Jaguars. Uh, Jaguars are actually three-point dogs at home in this one. Uh, and the over-under is 43. Robbie, what are you thinking? 
uh, what I'm thinking in this one, um, you know, this was kind of very similar line for the Chargers last week against the Broncos, but I feel a little better about the Chargers being minus three on the road in Jacksonville than I did last week, them in uh, Denver. Um, and they even played the Broncos well. Uh, Jaguars, they're just a team that's, they just been abysmal lately. I know Gardner Minshew coming back, that's going to give them a little bit of a spark, but I, I'd like to believe in this Chargers team just running over this Jacksonville defense, which has been very bad lately, and I'm really not sure Jaguars are going to have enough of a response. Um, I believe last week was Derwin James' first week back. Um, I'm not sure if you guys can confirm that or not, but... Um, I cannot confirm, nor deny. <laughs> oh, it's uh, his homecoming game against Jacksonville. Oh, okay. So, um, I, I, I think, yeah, last week was his uh, first game back. I think he's going to be more settled in this game and help shore up that secondary a little bit. I like the Chargers here. Yeah, when, when I've been looking at this Chargers team, um, it's Phillip Rivers. That's the problem. I was going to um, say, does Derwin James play quarterback? He cannot move anymore. <laughs> and, it, like, if, if teams this, you know, stay committed, collapse the pocket, um, you know, he's either going to have to – find a way to sling it up to Mike Williams because that's that that's been working for him but it seems like he like even when he has time he feels like he doesn't have time and he tucks it and then falls down back like behind so I you know I, I think this is a they are a much more talented team than the Jaguars but I think you know this is exactly what this Jags D needed is a matchup against a weaker old line with uh like immobile quarterback and I think they they get the job done here at home and uh yeah I like a money line Jags money line with the Minshew return yeah, I'm with you, Adam. I'm I'm all in on the Jags this week. I was surprised to see that they were um, dogs in this one, three point dogs. I I don't know. I just think um, you know when you add in that Minshew factor, what he gives them is a an ability to improvise on the fly and to uh, extend the play. Uh, he's you know he's pocket awareness is very good. He doesn't go down easy. Um, you know, he, he manages to avoid the rush well, and it allows for those extended big plays that can happen. Um, and he always keeps his eyes downfield, which is a very good trait to have in a quarterback. Defensively, I know they've been getting burned lately, and that's, you know, a real concern with this team. But, you know, I think they finally met their match, though, with this Chargers offense. I mean, Phillip Rivers is just a shade of his former self. Um, as you said, Adam, he can hardly move back there. He's crumbling under the pressure before it even gets to him. Um, you know, it's it's looking like, you know, Eli here. Um, you know, we're, we're seeing very similar uh, declines in the career. You know, there's nothing left on uh, the long ball either. There's no arm strength left there. I'm locking up the Jags. I think this one, uh, you know, the Jags should be able to win this one. I like a money line, uh, and the three points is just a gift. So, but it's a lock. No, we like the Jags. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's very fair about Philip Rivers' arms. He, it's nothing right now. It's gone. Yep. So we'll see. I mean, um, Jags. They just need to not turn the ball over. That's kind of been their Achilles' heel. Nick Foles hasn't been helping them with that. You know, Minshew is prone to do it, too, at times. So uh, I, I think this is one of those games where you can kind of look at the turnover margin, and whoever wins that turnover battle is probably going to win the game. But 
Alright guys, uh, next up we got a good matchup here. It is a couple playoff teams going at it. The Kansas City Chiefs are heading to Foxborough to take on the Patriots. And the Patriots are three-point favorites in this one. Over-under is 49, and it is the highest of the week, um, which I think is interesting considering how good that Patriots defense is. So, guys, I ask you, uh, what's your thoughts uh, not only on this game, but uh, the over-under at 49 seems pretty high for this number one Patriots defense? Yeah, it seems a little high to me, too. Um it's Chiefs. They they've been fairly good against the Pats this year. Um, they their one weakness is against the run, and if anything, the run kills up clock and would make this under more likely to hit. Um, I could see an absolute big game out of Sony this week. Uh, James White might have another big game. I don't know if it's going to be quite as big as that last one, but man, this one I I want to say the Chiefs are going to come in and win it. But this is also in New England, so I think I gotta lean onto the Patriots side just for that one. Um, I think they can get it three points done at home. I don't feel great about it. I'm not gonna touch it. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of feeling something similar as you, Robbie, where I don't have a good feel for this game. Uh, I'm uneasy about that three number. Um, yeah, boy. I, I'm leaning Chiefs plus three. It should be a close game. Um, I do not see the Patriots being able to absolutely run away from them. I think you can buy... I think if I were to bet this game, I would buy the Chiefs up to plus five, pay the juice on it, because I just don't see the Patriots being able to really jump out and get a big lead on them. That's true. Um but man, yeah, you don't want to get burned by like four, you know, it'd be a tough one. So, um, I'm going to go chiefs though, if I have to pick anything here. Um, and, and like I said, I like the under here. I don't know. It just seems like that Patriots defense has been so good this year. And yet the chiefs offense, while they're, you know, extremely solid, they're not, you know, lighting it up, uh, as they were last year. You know, Mahomes, I think he's still a little bit hobbled from that, uh, injury he had earlier in the season they're being a little bit more conservative with him and uh you know it'll be interesting to see Mahomes has been throwing up a lot of those 50-50 balls and you know against most teams it works and his receivers can make a play I don't know if it's going to work against this Patriots defense especially on the road so um yeah I think it'll be a tight game give me the Chiefs though with the plus three yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about the over/under. I think that's a pretty pretty good line, but I I love the Chiefs here uh, money line. I I mean, you look at the Patriots. I know they're the Patriots, um, and you know they rarely lose at home. But they're two only two good wins this year. You know, home against they're at the Bills, and then uh, home versus the Cowboys, and they won both those games by a combined seven points. And those teams aren't world beaters. I think. I think the Chiefs are much better than those teams. You look at the Chiefs last year, Mahomes lit them up twice. Um, I, they're capable of doing it. I know this defense for the Patriots is a little bit better, but I think that has a lot to do with just the terrible offenses they've played this year. I think the Chiefs win here, and I think they win easily. I think they sort of expose this Patriots team for, you know, they have a lot of playmakers that are down. Uh, I think they're going to try to use James White um, as much as possible, but really, if you take away him, I don't know if any of the wide receivers or tight ends can beat 
could beat the Chiefs um, or at least keep up with the firepower on their side with Pat Mahomes. I I think they win here easily, guys. Mm. All right. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of the big X factor is can the Patriots' offense keep up with the Chiefs? Because you know the Chiefs, they have that baseline on like 24. You know, they're going to get there. Uh, it's just a matter of if the Patriots' offense can, can stay with them. So we'll see. Going to be interesting, though. All right, next game up, guys. It is the Pittsburgh Steelers heading to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals are two-and-a-half-point dogs here at home, and the over-under is at 43-and-a-half. Uh, Robbie, what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm thinking the yeah, Steelers, they, they still got life at a wild card right here. Um, and they would seem like the choice to make uh but i'm i'm feeling i'm feeling the cardinals here this is more of a gut shot for me than anything um i think the cardinals will uh, yeah they got kind of beat out by this rams team this past week at home but i think they're going to be able to bounce back against a non-divisional opponent um and just put that behind them i, I think they're going to come out with a little spark to them um duck hodges he's been playing a lot better football than mason rudolph um and this defense has still been pretty good even though um they've kind of lost a couple guys but um i i still kind of like i still like the cardinals two and a half right here at home i feel really good about the steelers here to get the win on the road um you mentioned duck hodges uh he showed some elite touch on the deep ball last week and uh that offense looked a lot more explosive than it ever did with mason rudolph mm-hmm. um you know you pair that with a really really good defense i think i think you got a pretty good team here and then on the other side the cardinals i, I know they laid an egg and i think that last week and i think that's more of a fluke um they're a little bit better than that, but I think I think the Steelers want it here more. I think they're the better coach team, better discipline team, and uh, they find a way to get it done. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Adam. Um, you know, sometimes these games just come down to coaching, uh, and uh, you know who has the best uh, unit on the field. It would be the uh, Steelers defense for sure. Um, you know, by far and away, that's the, the best unit on the field. I think they're going to be able to dominate uh, up front against that uh, uh, Arizona offensive line. You know, cause some pressure on Kyler, and uh, that you know Steelers secondary is very talented, and they'll be they'll be looking to jump routes here. Um, you know, not a lot of scary downfield threats uh, for the Cardinals. So uh, I'm I'm expecting the Steelers to be uh, chopping at the bit here uh, in this game, and, and as you said, you know, Duck Hodges has been far more impressive uh, in this offense for the Steelers than Mason Rudolph has. And uh, James Washington, you know, a guy we've dogged, uh, you know, he came up in a big way, made a lot of uh, great plays last week on those 50-50 balls. So if he can, uh, you know, continue to help them out in that manner, uh, make a few more big plays, you know, they should have no problem covering the two and a half here. Yeah, he's made good plays two weeks in a row now. Yeah, Um, I'm taking notice. Alrighty, uh, next game up, guys. We've got the Tennessee Titans heading to the Oakland Raiders. The Raiders are two and a half point dogs here, and uh, the over under is forty seven. Uh, guys, we're all on the Titans. I just expect uh, Derrick Henry to have a monster game in this one. Tannehill, 
you know, should be able to keep it going off play action, make a few big plays. Uh, you know, he's got that element where he can make plays with his feet too that, you know, I think uh, really caused some trouble for this Oakland defense that hasn't really been impressive by any means. Um, uh, you know, as far as the Titans defense too, I think they'll they'll be able to contain uh, Derek Carr uh, and keep him in check. Uh, he's has not looked uh, strong in the last few weeks, so uh, I don't have uh, much concerns about that. I just think, you know, Titans should be able to run away with this one. Uh, Raiders, I, unfortunately, it just kind of seems like they're running out of gas this season. Yeah, uh, I think A.J. Brown is another name if you're looking for a boom bust this week, especially if you want to wait till the afternoon games to see if you want to put a guy who could potentially get you a big game or if you want to play it safe in your flex. Um, but the more I think about this game, Titans, uh, I, the more I like the Titans because they've just been the, on the, they've been on the come up while the, ever since the Tannehill came over in the Raiders, they've just been on the downswing here. So I, I see, I just really see the Titans just being able to take care of this game, um, in Oakland, um, and be able to play well, really. I think both these teams have a similar style of play. Um, both, you know, predominantly run first teams. I think the Titans are better at it. Um, you know, this is the time of year too, where I mean, you've seen it the last three years now, where I mean, it gets to December, late November. Derrick Henry, they're just running them, running them twenty, thirty times a game, and they're winning games. Um, team against teams they probably shouldn't be, uh, you know, on paper. So I, I, yeah, I really like the Titans here. I think the Raiders are. They've had a couple bad injuries. They're scrambling a little bit. I don't think they write the ship against a well-coached, um, tough team like the Titans. I think they get it done. Yeah, I think you made a good point. And this is kind of the time of year where, uh, you know, good offensive line play really Physical tends teams, to show up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some teams, you know, they start kind of taking their foot off the gas a little bit to try to preserve a little bit for the playoffs. And, you know, these hungry teams with good O-lines can really dominate up front. And, uh, you know, beat superior teams and I think we've seen that with the Titans the past few weeks uh you know is they're gunning for a playoff spot here so um yeah we'll we'll see what happens though but uh we're all on the Titans so all right uh, another interesting matchup here guys Sunday night football uh must win game here uh in the division for the uh Los Angeles Rams as they host the Seattle Seahawks this game is actually a pick 'em and the over-under is 46-and-a-half. Adam, you've got a strong feeling on this one. What do you have? I like the Rams to win here at home. Uh, I know the Seahawks have they've looked like a, like a dominant team, uh, especially of late, but I do think the Rams have a lot to play for here. Um, they're, not, they're not a team that's going to go out easily. I think you know their defense is slowly starting to come, apart, uh, come together, some of the pieces that they've added. Um, and I, I, I just got a feeling that you know, they – they put enough together, and then offensively, they get they're get, they're getting healthy. Brandon Cooks is back. They got all three receivers rolling. Um, Gerald Everett, and then uh, Todd Gurley's looking much and much much better um, as the season progresses. This is the exact game that they preserved them for, um, or at least that that was the hope. Uh, I I do expect him to have a huge game here, and I I expect the Rams to win Sunday night. Yeah. So. Big game. Uh, I mean, the Rams played them extremely close in Seattle uh, when they first messed, uh, only lost because of a missed field goal to end that game in what was a crazy matchup. Um, 
you know, the Seahawks uh, have always kind of matched up well with this team, even when they were uh, inferior to the Rams talent-wise on the field. And, um, you know, I feel like in the last five weeks or so, we've really seen the Seahawks team come into its own. They're really in a groove. And I think, you know, they've kind of um, leapt over the Rams at this point in terms of, you know, the level of play we're seeing here. And, you know, when you factor in the fact that they've always matched up well and then we're kind of seeing, you know, the level of play uh, rise from the Seahawks, I think they should be able to win this game on the road. Uh, Russell Wilson, you know, is just playing at an MVP level. And, um, you know, if they can get some pressure on Jared Goff, I mean, we, we've seen him really struggle with that in the past, whether it's home or on the road. So I'm going to go with the Seahawks here. I think they keep it going and, uh, you know, they're hot right now. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. The Seahawks, um, I think they would absolutely. They're they're a team that just right now they've got the mindset they're going to win any game they, they play right now. And if they're they got the chance to put away a divisional opponent uh, out of playoff contention, which this would I mean this probably wouldn't guarantee it by any means, but it would be a good start for getting them um, out of the playoffs. Um, I think the Seahawks would be able to show up in it. Um, I'd like the Seahawks to win this one. Um, I could absolutely see a world where the Rams come out firing and try to get it, but the Seahawks are just too good right now. Uh, can't really go against them here. Yep. All right, guys. Finally, Monday Night Football. Um, you know, we've got a, we got a matchup here that just uh, isn't doing it for me. <laughs> it's the... Uh, Daniel Jones-less New York Giants heading to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. A very struggling Eagles team here. Eagles are 9.5-point favorites at home in a must-win game, and the over-under is 47. Um, Guys, I'm on the Eagles. I think, uh, you know, they're at home. They know this is a must-win game. And you got Eli on the other side. That just you know he's. I think he'll come in. He'll have a little bit of rust on him, uh, just from you know having sat out the last you know ten weeks. And uh, I I just ultimately expect the Eagles to be the hungrier team here. And uh, I think they should be able to cover the nine and a half. I will tell you though that it like, I can't imagine I will watch this game. This cannot be worth sitting through three hours of Booger and Joe <laughs> Tessitore. I'll watch it on mute. <laughs> Uh, I think I'm going to have to disagree with you, Evan. Um, I think Danny uh, drops. Um, kind of not playing this game helps the Giants. Um, I think they're going to probably get less turnovers. I think Eli, um, having not played in a while, I think it's you're going to see him a little fresher than he has been. Um, maybe come out with a little more fire just because, you know, this could be his last game ever in his NFL career. Um so I, I think you're going to also see uh, Evan Ingram come back. Um, I think you're going to see a more uh, formidable offense so, um, in a way. I mean, that, and um, I think the Giants could compete with the Eagles here. Yeah, I, mean, I love the Giants uh, plus five, nine, 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 nine and a half. Uh, I, I'm going to have to go make it my lock. But it's a lock. No. You know, uh, when I think about Eli Manning, um, and he's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback regardless of what anybody says, but 
No, I, th- I think he two things that he is uh, really known for is, I mean, he's a true professional, and uh, he shows up in the big games. And, you know, if this is his last game, uh, I think he's going to go out in a big way. Um, I, I think I agree with what you said, Robbie. I think he's going to be a little bit fresher than what we've seen him. And uh, I, I know he'll be ready mentally. Um, and and I think it'd be big for the Giants to, you know, knock out the division rival out of the playoff race. And, you know, m- Monday night, uh, crazy things happen. You said Evan Ingram's going to be back. Uh, I think um, uh, Golden Tate's going to be healthy from the concussion. Yep. Uh, and it, this, this offense didn't look terrible under Eli in the beginning of the year. So I, I fully expect this Giants team to keep this game close. And nine and a half is way too many points. Uh, I love the Giants here. I don't. I, I think I love a money line uh, if you want to take a risk, but the nine and a half I, I think is an absolute lock. Eagles have been playing just bad recently too. They've been generally hurt. Um, yeah, they they've been struggling. Um, so, alrighty, well, guys, that'll do it for this slate of games. Uh, do you want to hear? I, I looked up the and. The question earlier, uh, last NFC North team to win by at least two touchdowns. Oh, good so research. It was actually both Week 17 uh, last year, both games. It was the Lions beating the Packers 31 to nothing, and it was the Bears beating the Vikings 24 to 10. Oh, those are not flukes whatsoever. <laughs> no, not at all. And that was an Aaron Rodgers list. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So there, there you go. All right. Well, good stats. All right, uh, guys, let's get into our consensus parlay here. Um, so it looks like we're going Titans plus two and a half. Uh, we're all on the Titans. We're all on the Ravens minus five and a half. And we all like that Jets-Dolphins uh, over 45. So uh, yeah, that's what we're going to roll with. We'll see how we do this week. Um Last week was uh, tough. Uh, you know, we went one for three, so we we're down roughly sixty bucks last week. But um, overall, for the year, we're up about thirty bucks. So we're still in the black, and we want to keep it that way. So let's hope uh, you know we can we can hit on a few of these this week. All right, guys. But with that, that'll close out the show. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at the South Lot Football Guys and. You know, message us with uh, any questions you have. We'll, we'll read them on air. But until next time, good luck, and uh, we'll talk to you next week.